Welcome to Heart to Bark, a podcast for people who love their animals and want to learn more about them. I am your host, Dr. Mark. Come, sit, and stay tuned as we talk about the health and well-being of our furry, scaly, and even feathery friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Heart to Bark. This is Dr. Mark here. I'm going solo today. I have a very interesting and difficult topic today. It is one that many people have difficulty with in trying to decide when it is time to put down or euthanize our pets. What I want to do is I just want to go through a little bit of what is quality of life, what are some of the things we look for, and then towards the end of the podcast, I want to talk about the actual procedure itself. Pets are a very integral part of our lives. They bring us love, they bring us joy, companionship, and this happens for years and years and years. We get these guys as puppies. Many of them live, you know, 8 to 16 years old, and that's a long time. And you know, the lifespan of these guys is shorter than ours as humans. And so we will go through many losses of pets in our lifetime. I always tell people, if you want a pet to outlive you, get a turtle. They live for hundreds of years and, you know, their metabolism is so slow. But a lot of us, you know, dogs, cats, and, you know, even exotics at this point, They just steal our hearts and we want to have them forever. And unfortunately, that's just not the case due to their lifespan. So one of the most common questions I get as a veterinarian, especially as these guys start to age and become older is, is my pet in pain or suffering? And when is it time to put down my pet? And This is actually a very, very difficult question to answer as a veterinarian because there are multiple factors that must be considered. The first thing that I definitely want to make very clear is that age is not a disease, but things happen as our pets age. So I get the question all the time, well, my dog is 12 years old, my dog is 13 years old. I don't want to put them under for a dental or I don't want to do a procedure on them. They're already 12 or 13. Well, once again, age is not a disease. And I've seen some 12 and 13 year olds have better blood work and better x-rays and ultrasound than a two year old. It's one of those things that I want to bring home that point when talking about euthanasia or letting them go is that just because they're older doesn't mean that it's time to euthanize. And so we're going to go through that process here and just discuss what are some of the things to look for to maybe give us the when is it time answer. So quality of life, it is different for every pet. And the biggest thing that I will do, or one of the big things that I will do when I have an owner that is contemplating quality of life is ask them, put yourself in their place and ask, is this how I would want to live? When they do that, it really brings home the point that, okay, what is my pet doing on a daily basis? I see them for five minutes in an exam 
you're with them every day and have been with them their whole life. You know what's different. You know how they used to be. You know how they're not now. And so put yourself in their shoes and and just ask yourself, do I want to live like this? That is something that I have them do whenever an owner comes in and is asking, is it time? So what I want to do now is I want to go through a few of the things that you want to consider when you are trying to decide, is it time to put down my pet? So the first topic I want to talk about is the actual breed of the animal. And I'm going to pick on dogs a little bit here. So certain breeds can develop disease processes and certain ones may not. Let's take arthritis, for example. So in a large breed dog, arthritis is very common and is very important for their ability to get up and move around, especially if you start getting into dogs that are 80, 90, 100 pounds. They just have to be able to get up and move around. So arthritis can definitely cause problems in our large breed dogs, whereas in a toy breed may not be a big deal. They're a lot lighter. Most of them are lap dogs. They don't really necessarily have to move around a lot. You might be euthanizing a severely arthritic large breed dog way quicker than you would an indoor small breed dog. So there are a lot of other breed specific problems that we see. Research your breed and those would be things you want to look for because they may be things that you're going to be ultimately euthanizing them for as they get older or they start to pop up and start having problems. So that is something that you may want to do is look at the breed of the animal that you have. So the second thing I want to look at is lifestyle. The lifestyle of your pet plays a major role in the decision to euthanize. Large breed dogs, a lot of them are working dogs. They are performed. They have a tax to do. They're utilizing their body. And many times if their body breaks down and can't do that task anymore, dogs have feelings too. They may become depressed or quality of life will decline rapidly. That may not be the case for other dogs. I know this kind of goes back to arthritis and things, but lifestyle is a big one and does play into that. And it is something that we want to definitely monitor whenever we're thinking about euthanizing a pet. The third thing I want to talk about is just diseases in general. So systemic diseases are extremely painful. Some and many do not have cures. They require expensive treatments, lots of procedures potentially from either surgery or, you know, invasive or non-invasive procedures. Many of them can be managed. What we do is we will. We'll manage these. We may be able to provide a pretty long time that we can keep these guys with us, but some of them unfortunately, can't be managed very well. We really have to look at quality of life whenever we're dealing with systemic disease processes that are not able to be managed. Work with your veterinarian on that. Come up with a plan to work through these disease processes for sure. The next one that I want to mention is mentation. This one does occur typically as your pet gets older. Mentally, pets should interact with us. They should come to us and play with us or at least respond to us. And the aging brain is very common in our older pets. And it can be stressful to the owners and it can be stressful to the dog. Dementia is super common. And what you're going to see is they're going to go head press up against a wall. They may look up and start barking just randomly. They may get lost. My personal dog, we had a doggy door. When she needed to go to the restroom, she would always go to the doggy door. Did that for years. 
towards the end of her life, you could tell that she would start trying to get to the doggy door, but she'd get lost. She mentally just couldn't find it. She'd forget. And so what she started doing was just peeing and or pooping in parts of the house. And it was because she would just forget. She couldn't find the way to the doggy door. And this was something that, you know, ultimately was one of our decision-making processes that we had to go through when we decided to, to ultimately let her go, unfortunately. Mentation is a big one. One of the things that we also look at is appetite. Appetite is a great indicator of how our pets feel. If they feel good enough to eat, then that usually means they're doing okay. This is not with the use of appetite stimulants and things like that. So if they lose the drive to eat, it is one of the first things that lets us know that our pet may be declining in health. Once again, that's not an all-in-one. It's because dogs can stop, and cats and pets for that matter, can stop eating for multiple reasons. But it is something that we use as an indicator as well to see if our pets are starting to decline and quality is not there anymore. So all of the things that I just mentioned deal with health, whether that's from a musculoskeletal standpoint, whether that's from a systemic standpoint, whether that's from just something wrong with the body itself, the brain, the musculoskeletal system, the digestive system, you know, just in general, the overall health of the pet. One aspect that I would like to discuss, and it's a very controversial topic, is behavior. Behavior is something that dogs can exhibit that do lead to, or any any species for that matter, that can lead to unfortunately, euthanasia. The biggest one being aggression. So aggressive dogs, and more specifically human aggressive, many times it is a very difficult decision to euthanize in an otherwise healthy pet that is aggressive. I don't know that there's a right answer for this, but if you have a dog, we'll just once again pick on dogs, if you have a dog that is really aggressive and aggressive towards humans, especially kids, you really, really want to make sure that you step back and evaluate the situation because this is something that is extremely dangerous. It doesn't take long for a pet or an animal to, in a sense, snap. And if they do the wrong thing, they could easily poke an eye out. They could injure an arm, a leg to the point of amputation. There's even stories of, you know, unfortunately death. So, It is something that you want to take very seriously if you have a pet that's aggressive and really work with your vet, with potentially rescue groups, you know, maybe try to adopt to a home that's a single dog home. There's definitely a lot of options, but if all of those have been exhausted, then, you know, unfortunately, euthanasia may be one of the options that is considered. And this is probably, once again, one of the most controversial, one of the most difficult, because otherwise these guys are healthy. So it's really difficult to make that call. I'm not going to go much further into that other than work with your veterinarian and make the decision based off of, you know, what's happening. So those are a lot of the topics that we kind of look at when we're trying to decide, is this time for my pet to go? So now what I want to do is I want to go through a list of questions that may help guide your decision in knowing if your pet is ready. The first question is, is your pet comfortable? Is he not in constant distress, pain, vomiting, diarrhea, 
coughing, seizures. I mean, the list is forever long. So is he otherwise comfortable? Question number two, is your pet mentally alert? He's not staring, barking at the wall, getting lost in the house. He knows where he's at. He's interacting with the family, which is the the next question. Is your pet interacting with the family? Do they know where they are? Do they know who everybody is? Are they responding to commands? Things like that. So are they mentally alert? Question number four, is your pet still enjoying their favorite activities? Many owners know what their pets like to do. If they're no longer enjoying those things and, hey, let's throw a ball and they don't get excited anymore, it's a pretty good indicator that it might be time. Is your pet eating daily? I just talked about appetite. Are they eating? And so just, you know, put all this together. This is one question out of many, but that is, once again, the drive to eat is a big indicator that they feel well. I would just use that as another question to ask yourself. Number six, is your pet able to stand, walk, and use the restroom on its own? So this kind of goes into arthritis. You know, are these guys able to move around? Is there any issues with the musculoskeletal system that is debilitating these guys to the point of quality? Number seven, is your pet's disease process managed well with medications? So if a pet comes in, and they are sick and the owner's contemplating euthanasia, but they're not on any medications. Many times what I'll do is I'll talk to them and I say, okay, your pet is not doing well, but it doesn't have the benefit of medications. I always give the option to either try meds and do a basically a trial period and you set a timeline. Okay, if we're not better by two days, then let's rediscuss euthanasia. The other option is, you know, you go ahead and euthanize. And many times, personally, if an owner comes in, meets many of the criteria, they've already come to the decision to euthanize. I typically don't talk them out of it because it takes a lot to get to that point. It's hard to finally decide to euthanize. And if, once again, if the pet is truly at that point, I don't talk them out of it because if we talk them out of it, we try meds, we do a trial, it doesn't work, then you have the frustration that I should have done it when I was ready. And we tried the meds, they didn't work, and now I'm doing it anyway, and I just put them through two days, a week, two weeks more of misery and being uncomfortable. And so I totally understand the thought process both ways. But there are many disease processes that can be managed with medications and they can have great quality. So it is something that I do mention, but if an owner is ready to let them go, I typically will concede to their wishes as long as it fits many of the criteria that I've just talked about for that exact reason. So the last question that I ask, and this is probably... If you were going to have one question to ask, and that's it, the biggest question that I would ask is, is my pet having more bad days than good days? If your pet is having more bad days than good days, then it's time. You know what a bad day is, and you know what a good day is far better than anybody because you've been with this pet for years, every day. 
You know what they used to be like. You know what they're like now. You know them very well. They are a great companion. They've given you years of unconditional love. Don't let them suffer through the end. So if they're having more bad days than good, then I typically will euthanize these guys because quality is not there. That's definitely one of the biggest questions that I ask if I'm just going to ask one question. So now I want to go through the actual euthanasia procedure. So euthanasia, you can actually consider this a permanent pain-relieving procedure. If these guys are truly in pain, they're truly miserable, they don't feel good, euthanasia gives them relief. And they're no longer suffering, they're no longer painful, and you're really doing them a favor. Euthanasia is something that is almost a blessing in disguise in a sense because it definitely gives them some relief. So I don't necessarily look at euthanasia as a bad thing. I look at it as a permanent, pain-relieving, non-suffering procedure. The actual procedure itself. Once you have worked through this long process and have made the decision to euthanize, you do have the option to be present or not. Typically, the euthanasia is going to be performed on the exam table or on the floor, depending on the size of the dog. Some clinics have separated rooms that are specific for euthanasia. Others may not. So every situation is going to be different. Access to a vein, typically the front leg, is what we need as veterinarians to give the injection, which is IV. If you remain present, we typically will position ourselves to where you can still talk to your pet. You can still comfort them through the procedure. Usually a tourniquet is placed on the leg. Some veterinarians may put in a catheter before the procedure, so there's already a port to give the medication. Others may just give it directly through the syringe and needle, which is what I typically do. We may clip the hair, and it's going to help expose the vein and then the euthanasia is injected. Now, many veterinarians, I personally do this, will give an injection before the actual euthanasia solution to calm them down. It just relaxes them. It makes the procedure far more calm. You have less of the things that can happen during the euthanasia procedure. What are those things? They may take deep breaths. They may get a little stiff and then relax. They may gasp a little bit. Some of them will vocalize out loud. That's not very common, but it does happen. Some of them may urinate and defecate. The body's relaxing and those things just come out. But one thing that does happen for sure, their eyes stay open. They do not close after the pet is euthanized. I always let owners know that. The euthanasia solution is an overdose of an anesthesia. So they do go to sleep and then the heart stops. And all of that is one continuous thing. It usually takes seconds to minutes. And once again, every veterinary clinic's protocol is a little bit different. But a little sedation before definitely makes it go a lot smoother. It's a lot less stress for everybody in the room, including the pet. And you can be present or not. And we just need access to a vein to give the medication. So the next thing I want to talk about is your pet has been euthanized and 
many times what we will do is we will allow for private time with the pet. We step out of the room and we give the owner time to spend time with their pet alone. Some people don't want to do that. Some people want to go right away. Some people want to spend some extra time. And so we always make that option available if they want to spend extra time. Many clinics may do paw prints. We do those. Some may do clay prints. Some may do wooden paw prints. There's multiple memorabilia that are out there and keepsake items. And each veterinarian is going to have different options for you. So the next thing is, now that my pet has passed away, what are my options for the body? So there are a few options for the body after a euthanasia or a pet is passed away. The first one is cremation services. These services may not be available everywhere, and so you just want to check with your veterinarian and see if they're an option. The first one is a communal cremation. This is typically a disposal. They are cremated, but you do not get ashes back. What happens is, is the pets are placed in the crematory, but they're not in individual trays, so you're not going to get your pet's ashes back. There is private cremation. It's probably one of the most popular. Your pet is placed in an individual tray in the crematory, and you get your pet's ashes back. Typically, that takes one to two weeks. In our clinic here, we take care of all of that. And basically, after your pet is euthanized, you can leave the building and we call you in one to two weeks whenever your pet's ashes are back and you can come pick them up. That's probably one of the most common that we do. And we see that used quite a bit. A couple other options that you do have. One is you can take home and bury or dispose of yourself. If local laws and regulations allow you to do this, you just need to check with your city ordinances, local laws, things like that, and make sure that pets can be buried because there is some restrictions on that. Just make sure that you know that it's okay to do that. Typically what we do is we will either wrap them in a blanket that the owner brings or we do have options to keep them from leaking bodily fluids because they will. Once everything relaxes, they are going to leak some bodily fluids. And so a lot of times we'll either line a box with a pee pad or something like that so that these guys don't leak everywhere. And so that's another option is to take home for burial and or disposal. One of the last options I do want to mention is the potential to donate their body for research. So there are some veterinary clinics involved in research projects that are aimed at advancing the technology of veterinary medicine. So donating your pet to science helps improve multiple aspects of veterinary medicine. They are handled with the utmost respect and they may create medical and surgical advancements that save other pets' lives. So this is definitely something that donating for research is an option that you may want to consider. This isn't available everywhere. It is something that you just want to ask your veterinarian if that's an option to help the veterinary medicine field advance their technology. So just to sum everything up here, once again, age is not a disease, but things happen as they age. Quality of life can be very difficult to determine, and I hope that a few of the talking points that I have here help with that. 
ask yourself the questions that we talked about, but the biggest question that I would just definitely keep in mind is, is my pet having more bad days than good days? And if that's the case, it is time to let them go. The euthanasia process is very fast. It's very peaceful. And we do have several options for their body. Once again, I would think of euthanasia as a permanent pain relieving procedure for our suffering pets. I hope that this podcast gives you a little bit of insight. This is definitely a very difficult decision making process. Takes a long time to come to these decisions many times and work through all the things, especially if you have family members that are telling you different things, as many of them do put their input as well. That does definitely complicate things, but hopefully this helps you make your decision if you have one that is on the verge or just not feeling well or is suffering or, you know, just help you make that decision. If you have any questions, reach out to your veterinarian. Happy to answer any questions myself. Reach out to us, drmark.vet. Our email's in there. I can definitely answer and guide as best I can through the phone or, or internet. And then I will post a handout on my website, drmark.vet, under education and then under handouts. This handout on when is it time if you just need to read over that, that will be available as well, as well as many other handouts on topics that we talk about. But I hope this helps. Good luck, guys. I hope all your pets are doing well. And uh, keep in touch with us. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this type of content, then hit that subscribe button for new episodes every week. For more information about this podcast or printable PDFs, visit our website at drmark.vet. That's D-R-M-A-R-K dot V-E-T. And feel free to email us about new topics to put on the show at info at drmark.vet. Also, check out our social outlets like Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram to stay up to date with our activities. Thank you and have a great day.